0: Let's get started. Let's get started. Nate, welcome to the show, man. And, uh, good. It's really good to see you. Good to see you again. Um, I'm, I met you. E met you virtually met you at like, four and a half months ago, four months ago or so. Mm-hmm. And a lot's changed. A lot's changed for you since, since we met, I imagine. Uh, give us a quick introduction of yourself and, uh, where you came from and now where you're going.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on, Matt. Um, Yeah, I um, am a coach. I do emotional healing coaching, integration coaching, um, working in the the plant medicine space, the psychedelic space, um, doing inner child healing work, energy work, um, and um, evolving my practice as I go. And learn more, um, and you know, you and I had this incredible experience over the past four months of um, the strong coach, and that has been a facet of of my growth, and I imagine your growth as well. And um, that, in part, has been a massive catalyst, a massive um, jumping-off point for me to um, leave my job and devote um, my time full-time to coaching
0: it's uh what i you know what i've noticed in in the coaching industry and it's so cool that you can um now you're you you introduce yourself as a coach um, and then you can attach psychedelics to that i think that's Mm -hmm. awesome um that that couldn't have happened five years ago yeah um yeah, and I imagine, you know, the, the people who trend toward being coaches um, have a lot in common, and that's the uh, this desire to do more, serve people, um, help um, share the things that have helped us. And also we like freedom. <laughs> we mm-hmm. like to be able to do what we want to do. Um, and, and also we want to be able to pursue it as a career. And that ends up happening, later in life for a lot for a lot of people you get into a job you get into a an identity and then you see over the other side of the wall this new thing that you can do that f- sits better what was that like for you man to, when you discovered that you're a coach and um coming from the job you were at I, it's a huge difference i imagined it is yeah it's
1: like simultaneously being <laughs> the the maverick combined with the wounded healer you know, a lot of us come from a place of wanting to serve through learning to heal ourselves. And that is largely the space where I was coming from. Um, March of 2020 um, was working for the Federal Emergency Management Agency um, doing disaster response, disaster recovery. And um, we all went virtual during the pandemic and FEMA ended up being the lead federal agency responsible for um, taking on the pandemic, um, like whatever the fuck it was, you know, what we had to do to cope at the federal level with the fact that we were in a global pandemic. And so simultaneously my work doubled and went inward, was like in this very isolated space that, caused a lot of introspection as well as a lot of stress and anxiety and in that space um, was you know looking to all of these different modalities to you know how do I soothe this stress and ultimately it was a deeper existential stress that was merely expressing in the um the external you know the anxiety of you know, uh, too much real, you know, oh fuck, I'm doing something totally out of alignment with mm-hmm. my innate life's purpose. And um, that coincided with receiving some um, lysergic acid, diethylamide, some LSD from a friend of mine, and um, had done some psychedelics in the past, lived in Amsterdam for, for three years, and had um, had some experience and had never really done the full heroic dose with the face mask, um, mm. with the eye mask and, you know, sensory deprivation and had that experience and went into this deep space of seeing all of the ways that my life was out of alignment with you know my soul's calling my true purpose and how i at present at the time was the was a cog in the the fucking matrix the power mm. apparatus of <clears throat> the department of homeland security there's the you know the the scene in the matrix where neo is being shown by morpheus the battery and he's like mm. you know this is this is you. You are the what is powering the system, and that's what I felt like. And I was being drained of my life force to serve this, um, this thing that I thought was my was my calling, but really was not. And that was a rude awakening, um, an existential bitch slap, letting me know that I needed to figure my shit out.
0: That's a uh, man. That's that's strange, though. How it was. I, I imagine at one point that was your calling. It was. And yeah. s- suddenly, uh, <laughs> uh and suddenly that changed. And I'm sure, you know, that that comes with a lot of things like time, right? Time naturally evolves our environment and things around us change. And so we change. Uh we are part of our environment. And we move as well. And, and also um I imagine the the blow up of events the, the last two years um, and that introspective journey you got to go on uh, helped you to um, backtrack, right? Even go back, I'm sure, to when you were a child and think through the things that you were learning then, what was meaningful to you and what compares and, and that drew you here. What is um, and what did that feel like, man? What did it feel like when you recognized that you were so far out of alignment? Was there a was there a sensation you had or a, um, a moment of clarity like one? Aha, I got it.
1: It was really a combination of ahas like, yeah, that was the process of like, true disintegration of my ego multiple times that led to that real creative destruction Mm -hmm. that brings about growth, you know, the Mm -hmm. burning down in order to rebuild. Um, And aside from that um, experience Mm -hmm. with LSD, there have been numerous, and each of them has come with a death of this old version of myself um, they haven't all been with psychedelics um, through breath. I've done some very powerful um, breathwork practices. Um, hmm. There is um, a retreat and um, group called Training Camp for the Soul. And they, they lead this 12-week program as well as a, um, a five-day retreat that does a lot of the inner child healing work Mm -hmm. to take you into your um, traumatic experiences, Um, either the, the big T trauma, which is the physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, or the little t traumas, which we don't often consider as traumas, the experiences of being neglected Or you know, having put undue pressure or conditions on by our parents Mm. in order to experience love. So this takes you. This program takes you back into these and helps you to bring awareness um, to all going up as um, resistance in the present, and ultimately. you how to hold this energy at a greater and greater capacity because we store our trauma in our bodies somatically and um it's it's a fallacy to think that you know we just um in order to heal we stop feeling these things we stop feeling these triggers but what we're really doing and what we're really doing is expanding our capacity to hold this energy to hold this paradox.
0: Mm. That yeah, I imagine that as you know, why we exercise, increase our ability to withstand and to handle and to uh and increase our 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 grace with which we perform. Mm, right? Yeah. I like that that. Um generally the more uh fit you are healthy. You are overall um, spiritually and emotionally as well. You can move. You can move pretty gracefully through life.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, even with those micro traumas, the small t traumas, which also—that's—I like that you mentioned that the diff that there's a difference in there and that some events are technically traumatic events and even though we don't recognize it and I I like I like, I don't like to think about these but I think about these in the in a the form of a um like a little blip like a hiccup and uh that hiccup somehow throws you off throws off your uh your rhythm and your your flow um, it's like dissonance in the music and, mm. and eventually we can take those out. Um there's there's this ancient forest in Yosemite Valley. Have you been you've been ever not, to Yosemite? It's on my list though. Dude, it's beautiful. There's so there it's filled with these little micro forests of um great sequoia trees. Great sequoia trees are these massive I have got a picture of this where I'm uh you know it's it's gotta be four times the length of my arms, like that wide. And they grow in groves. So they, uh, they grow as one, like all the trees in the grove are essentially one unit. They're connected mm. by their roots. Um, and they're really powerful trees. That's why they grow so tall. They can withstand a lot of things. When they grow, they grow outward. Um, and there's a lot of forest fires there. And that's why they can grow so fast because um, they're able to build this thick, thick layer um, protecting the actual components of the tree that make it cause it to grow. Um, and because all of the other trees around them essentially burn down, these trees can grow. These trees can grow higher, and they're meant to. They're meant to do that. It's the type of tree they are. They're above the the other trees. They're going to grow faster. Um, and every time there's a forest fire, that's like us cleaning out the garage, <laughs> mm. um, getting rid of the weeds, <laughs> getting rid of the dirt and the, the going through those boxes of shit that you have in your closet um, and finally clearing some space, right? Um, and sometimes this happens by accident. We just randomly get space. Like suddenly you randomly were home, not going to work. and. Um, you had a different environment and that, that brought up traumas. So you had that opportunity to uh, watch them dissolve.
1: Yeah. It's a beautiful way of reframing it <laughs> and allowing that. Um, I
0: like to be poetic. Yeah. you that was <laughs> Truly. You can truly. see where my mind is going. <laughs> um, there, I, I, I love how we can so casually talk about LSD, too. (laughs) Uh, Like I said before, like there's, um, uh, you know, five years ago, this was not a common thing. Um, Even, yeah, I remember learning about microdosing probably five or six years ago on a podcast or watching YouTube. Um, I got to microdose LSD for for a month, for 30 days uh, a couple years ago. That was interesting. And I'm curious about um like how you can see this integrating, how you can see yourself being able to reach people um and integrating this um this medicine into people's lives. And I imagine that's what your coaching is um centered on is education and integration. Is that accurate? And and can you expand on that? Like what it is that you see this helping.
1: Absolutely, the, the big secret within microdosing and um, you know, using that as the, the gateway for the general public into psychedelics is that it's really just the gateway to normalize it. Um, you know, we, we talk about um, microdosing being used as a tool to optimize your performance, to increase flow and productivity, self-awareness and It's a really a way at least in my perception and conception of what I'm doing is to normalize it to make the the heroic doses more common Mm. more accessible um, to Increase the level of knowledge about what needs to happen in order to create healing experiences around Mm -hmm. them um, which ultimately leads to greater self-knowledge greater self-healing the understanding that we are one like we are a a blip within Mm -hmm. source consciousness and the the you know living life from that fundamental truth um creates so much expansion in a world that um, or a civilization, I'll rephrase that, that thrives on our contraction, on our fear, on our mm. the sense that we are this limited, isolated point separate from everything because that is when um, that's when we consume the most. That's when mm-hmm. we're most easily controlled and compliant. And um, what I aim through this is, to um, really give people the permission to take back mm. um, their own um, divine birthright, their connection with um, whatever they want to attribute to as God, Source Consciousness, um, you know, Allah, whoever, and it's developing that relationship through the self, through your own innate healing to come back to, to the oneness. And the program that I have created, it's a 12-week program, um, you know, takes people into the practice of um, creating ceremony around the microdosing practice, um, how to, um, the set and the setting, which is, you know, the mindset um, that we go into the experience with and the setting, the external, Um, space that we create. So creating that ceremony, um, setting the intention, which is the why that we're doing it, um, that we can then work towards with our goal setting, with our vision casting, so that we both have the the concept in our head of what we want to achieve and the feeling Mm. of how we want to achieve it. And then the accountability so that we're doing this in a community, in a group of people that can provide peer support. Um, <clears throat> that can provide their own unique perspectives within that um, that growth environment and to then use this medicine in these small micro doses to integrate aspects of ourselves and this combines with the inner child healing work, the story work that I know both mm-hmm. you and I um, practice as coaches. And um, yeah, ultimately build towards um, the awareness that I was just talking about, the the capacity that we have to connect with the, um, the divine within ourselves.
0: What is that capacity? What is, how do you, and, and backup question, thought, a lot of thoughts come into my head during that, because, um, the way you described what you do, your, your program, your coaching, um, it touches on a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of areas in your life that, um, people may or may not know are valuable to combine, like the concept of, um, doing anything with ceremony and attention, let alone um, microdosing psychedelics, um, combining that with your goals and your future and your plans and your dreams and your job and your relationships and and everything. Um, and and a, an interesting question came into my head is when, when are people ready for that? Is or is it something where you meet people where they're at? when when do people know when it's time for them to integrate um different practices you know something that i've heard a
1: lot from people is that well i don't know where to get psychedelics like where do i (laughs) do i just like tap someone on the shoulder i'm like yeah don't do that google Um, it (laughs) yeah like there there is a right way to do this and it's when you feel the calling inside of yourself and that calling aligns with you receiving the connection that feels right that isn't you going somewhere to someone who's also selling you know fentanyl and heroin and all of these other substances that has that a lower um more dense energy to it because the way these this plant medicine was prepared um plays a lot into the energy that you're taking it into your body you know we are what we eat we are what we consume in all of these ways and you will feel the calling and it will come into your life Mm. um in this aligned synchronous way
0: so when it shows up when it when it shows up your doorstep and that's that's actually how it happened for me too um it was a it it was a gift (laughs) and uh that that could happen several times and then you can be ready and then what happens then what happens when you are ready
1: yeah when you are ready and to come back to that question that you had asked previously is what is that capacity Mm. what is that capacity to um like find the divine within ourselves and that is our ability to let go of the other attachments that we have, um, egoically, um, you know, within our, um, you know, we, our judgments towards ourselves, um, these different things that are, um, are aspects of, you know, how we have evolved um, in our lives, and. Um, you know limit our capacity to truly feel into um, the truth the you know mm. capital T truth in um, our awareness and scientifically the um, serotonergic um, psychedelics like LSD like psilocybin mushrooms dampen what's called the default mode network and that's these group mm-hmm. of regions in the brain, um, that they create the differentiation um, between ourselves and the outside world. Mm. Hyperactivity in this space um, is associated with things like anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, depression. And when we dampen this, um, or even, you know, I not precise on if you're able to shut it off entirely, but in very high doses, you're able to, um, you know, have an experience that is referred to as the ego death. And through that, um, you're able to see who it is that you are, um, I believe eternally, mm-hmm. who you are, who is the, you know, undying version of, um, of you, of Matt, of mm-hmm. Nate, without that, um, the differentiation between you know you and me, as we know ourselves, um,
0: is that our um, is that, and I, I remember reading a um, re- reading a book called The Spirit Molecule, and it was all, it was all about DMT, uh, a study that was done on DMT, and um, the uh, they described in one part of the study that they did, they gave somebody a full dose of uh, DMT. It might actually been the second or third um, that they gave this person. And essentially, life went about the same. And they overlaid these images that were in their head over their environment. um, And then felt the effects like afterward, like there's some purging or um, disconnect, like, not disconnection or nauseous feeling, um, disorientation, and it is very fast, right? Um, with that um, particular um, substance. But I was, I got, I'm curious about the, um, like how you said, it removes that separation between the inside and the outside, essentially. Um, what is on the inside? What are we triggering and seeing or thinking about? Is it our memories? Is it um, uh, emotional, like memories? Is it visual? How can you describe that?
1: I think that it shows us the things that we have been shutting ourselves off to repressing, which is why Mm. um, many times if we don't prepare adequately with the set, with the setting, Mm -hmm. um, doing the, you know, having the anchor of an intention, Mm -hmm. um, we can have what's referred to as a bad trip. And really what that is is aspects of ourselves that we have been repressing, shutting ourselves off to coming up in the form of energy. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, that you know, traumatic experiences from our childhood, from our past can come to the surface. Um, and density, energy, um, energy in motion, emotion that is stored somatically in our bodies can Come up and out, and we can be forced to do that shadow work—the facing mm-hmm. of these facets of ourselves um, that may not be pleasant for us to engage with, mm-hmm. um, as they create—you know—a lot of they—they come from a place of shame, or guilt, or grief, or anger. All of these emotions that are a taboo to feel. You know we. From society, have been told mm-hmm. to you know push them down, repress them. Um, that you know,
0: but on a smiling face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, uh, and I imagine that as uh, well. One, the the way that the body stores these things, um, like you had brought up, um, that it's somatically stored and this is why you feel certain sensations when you experience certain emotions, um, certain sensations in your body, like physical things. Um, and will those feelings actually, or those sensations come up? Is, is that what you're referencing? Is that part of the quote unquote bad trip, the sensations in the body? And, uh, and then your inability to reconcile with that?
1: yeah i it may be. yeah, it may be a facet of um, you know, what we're holding on to emotionally has a place energetically in our bodies. Um, and that um that energy is. Um, you know rising to the surface. It's coming up and out without the mechanisms that we have in our psyche to hold them down And so those are attached um, in the um, The chakra or the um, you know the the chakra the energy centers mm-hmm. um, in different spots in the body and you know the the, um, the root chakra is related to safety and security, whereas you know the, th- the third eye is related to your intuition and where mm-hmm. there are these different blockages that manifest externally in our lives, they're ultimately rooted in stagnancy or um, density, something mm. blocking the flow of energy within the, um, the line of our chakra, which runs from our tailbone mm-hmm. all the way up to the crown and through the crown. Um, and so to to coming back to your point, um, there can be the energetic manifestations in different places in the body, um, that need to come out and, um, be breathed through or be processed in whatever way you need to process them Mm -hmm. during a a heavy dose, um, a heroic dose, or even I, you know, last week took, um, 0.75 less than a gram of mushrooms and um, had some very deep emotional processing. I Mm. used the the story work process on myself to, to move through some shame stories that were showing up in my life. And um, that, you know, had this very profound plan moving through the, um, the awareness of what I needed to, to process, you know, the Joseph Campbell, um, said any emotion fully felt is bliss. Mm. And we, I, in this case was not allowing myself to fully feel these emotions Mm. um, that had been pushing down. And it's often that uh, many others don't as well, you know, it's not pleasant to be experiencing these emotions and when we're able to give ourselves the the space and the grace the awareness to process all of this and allow it to come up and allow ourselves to move through it um release the energy through um it can we can release it through tears through yawning through um you know shaking out our body really Mm. you know just getting into whatever our body is feeling called to do um, in in the release, um, that gives us the ability to um, transmute, to do the actual alchemy of changing our trauma into our medicine, into our learning and our growth.
0: Mm. It's as if the body, um, you know, in order to um, let go of this trauma, uh, let go of these experiences. Uh, we need to experience them f- fully. Um, otherwise we're containing them and saving them for later. Essentially. It's like um, saying, I don't want to deal with this right now, putting it in the corner and then knowing it's there. It's, just, it's like in the back of your mind, it's like um, you end up having the same arguments with people over and over the same, um, thoughts that go into your head, the same stories you keep telling yourself, the justifications for things, or um, the, the doubt, um, and and for some reason, the human body is capable of suppressing, capable of suppressing these things. That seems like a flaw. That seems like a flaw in the design. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Not only are we saving it for later, we are also creating something that is 10 times worse in. um, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Just in how we, in when we repress it and when we hold it in, it is creating all of these triggers in our response and ultimately over time that creates the energetic inflammation that leads to physical inflammation and um creates all of these limiting stories about how we engage with the world that have this cascading impact um that can ultimately create disease Mm dis-ease in the body through um holding it in and not allowing it to move through us um so you know it's coming back to um the the story work process of allowing ourselves to, you know, first have the awareness of how our perception is creating reality, how our words are creating our imagination, our thoughts, our feelings in the in the medium term, and then in the long term, that creates the stories that influence our reality. Our reality is entirely
0: mm-hmm.
1: internal. towers ours,
0: yeah. It's our reality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not the reality. Yeah. I'm curious, um, you said last week you did 0. 0.75 grams of yeah. mushrooms and, and a usual dose is two and a half, three, something like that.
1: I would or say like, the heroic dose is...
0: Heroic tans- dose is a little bit more, five, right?
1: Yeah, well, like 3.5 to five, I would say, is the heroic okay. dose. Um, the micro dose is typically like 0. 0.1 to mm-hmm. 0.5 point five to one gram is what we would call like the museum or concert dose then mm. above that you're going to be you know getting more visuals and mm. moving through more um energetically in the downloads that you're receiving yeah so, so that's
0: that's actually where i wanted to go with this could you you just describe different levels of uh, of this so could you describe a little bit more in detail um, what the benefits or the results or the outcomes are of each each of these have and I was really curious you know what what happened for you with that that smaller dose what's the uh what's it, the what's the actual effect that you'll notice <clears throat> and what's the intent
1: yeah that, and it varies it varies both person to person situation to situation and dose to dose based on where you are internally, what you are going through in your life, which is why set is so important um, and why setting is so important as well. Um, So you can take a 0.5 gram dose and have a deeply moving, powerful emotional experience if that is what you need at that time. Um, and the, you know, three three 3.5 to 5 grams will take you into a deep, um, potentially ego-dissolving place. So um, within the microdose, um, you know, the 0. 0.2 to 0. 0.5 grams, you're going to see some, Um, with psilocybin, I'll start with, you're going to be um, more present. You're going to be more empathetic, more heart-centered as a heart opener um, and potentially have more focus, more empathy, more capacity to really feel into um, another's experience. And then as you progress up in the dosage, you're going to experience um, more divergent thinking. So there's convergent thinking, which is, you know, the, the thinking that the kind of mainstream, um, you know, socially acceptable drugs create like alcohol, nicotine, caffeine, um, those create convergent thinking, which is, you know, pushing us into that conforming space of thinking like everyone else. And then there's the divergent thinking, um, which is, you know, creating um, these um, really out there 20,000 foot perspective, new, unique, innovative um, ways of looking at both ourselves and our reality. And um, with, as you go up in the dosage, you're going to see more dampening of the default mode network which then leads to potential ego death or ego dissolution um, and see aspects of yourself um, that may have been kept in the shadow or to, um, I'm going to put it out there, even encounter entities, energetic entities um, within the the psilocybin realm, within that um, expanded energetic Um, aperture. You're really expanding the aperture with what you're able to perceive and receive outside of just this physical reality. And um, that comes with the, the necessity of really creating and setting your space, making sure you're coming to these high doses in a space where you're prepared to meet these from a space of being secure in your own Um, The energy that you have set and that you've created um, in your own body um, and um, Are able to create sovereignty within that I'm not hearing you bud
0: It's all good. Um, I imagine that with um the way you describe this and at least psilocybin does this do the other do other psychedelics affect um the default mode network in the brain in, in the same ways or is it similar ways are they all um do they all have unique properties
1: i know that lsd and psilocybin are both serotonergic so they okay. look very similar to the serotonin molecule mm-hmm. and fit along the 5-HT2A receptor so they operate along that pathway in the brain okay. um, and i am unsure about 5-MeO-DMT um, mm-hmm. or an NDMT um, in terms of how they work um, I imagine they also dampen the default mode network. However, I have not done much research into them. Uh, nor the, the cannabinoid um, system. I'm not very positive mm-hmm. about how that works in terms of you know its ability to shift our consciousness mm-hmm. to gain more awareness. Um, however, I can speak to LSD and psilocybin mm-hmm. in that they both do that.
0: Yeah, and I'm. I'm- what I'm imagining in the whole psychedelic uh, experience, whether it be, um, you know, what we've spoken about before, there's also things like ayahuasca, and that's more of a, yeah. um, that's a name for. I'm what is that the same concept as DMT, right? It is. Um, I imagine what these do is they open some doors, right? Um, and and more scientifically speaking, right, dampening of aspects of our nervous system and our responses, our response system, that uh, that filters what we take in from our, our environment. Um, and and to to paint a clear picture here, um, this is really for me to paint a clear picture for my own head. Um, the more of do- higher dose you take, essentially, the more dampening there is of that. Um, environmental um, response, how we view things, um, and we can now see what's actually around us, in front of us, versus what we saw before was our um, pre-conditioned or predetermined um, like mask over the real world, um, and that starts to dissolve, um, and. A lot of people who live in their reality and generally are stuck in that reality um, fail to see things around them, and and it's simple things like opportunities, or um, or you know they they might think of uh, an argument they once had, and then they'll realize they were wrong. <laughs> Um, because at that point they fail to see something right and the brain has it does this on purpose right they can it can only focus on so much so it chooses the things to focus on that are most um most pertinent to survive to survival to the things that are necessary and important in the moment like when you're driving you focus on your hands your feet the road your uh your software uploads or downloads, and you get to run your driving software like in the Matrix. <laughs> um, and then you change environments, you operate a different way. And this is all just conditioned, predetermined. And once you back to our earlier conversation, someone knows when they're ready, when they get that, uh, when the pill comes to them, you know, when they see the sign in front of them. Um, but that dampening, that dampening of the nervous system um, is, is important. We can do that ourselves, too, without the drugs, without the assistance, even though the assistance helps. We can even integrate the, the practice that we have, the breath work and, and things of that nature, getting into nature, right? Sensory deprivation, like you just got to partake in, mm-hmm. um, all of those things, plus the assistance of our um, our medical, our medicine and plants and things like that. Do, do you integrate um, other practices, or inc- or even encourage people to utilize these other practices in their day to day life? Because you're not going to do a hero's dose of LSD all the time, right? There's a back end to that. There's the what happens next. So what happens next? How, and how do you? Um, help people process, integrate?
1: One percent, I would say, in my experience of the actual healing capacity of psychedelics is in the experience itself. And the rest is in how you are able to take what you received to define meaning from it Mm -hmm. and then to take action on that meaning in your life in a meaningful way towards how you relate to yourself, how you relate to others, how you show up in the world. Um, So there are so many different practices to create this integration of of our learning. Um, You know breath is a huge one and um, finding the breath within the the ceremony within the um, sitting with the medicine is going to be powerful in helping you move the energy allow you to tap into your body. to tap into your you can even create psychedelic states with specific types of breath work, holotropic breathing, um, and um, Breath is a powerful way for us to downregulate our sympathetic nervous system, our fight or flight, and um, yeah, come back to a um, a space of um, grace and acceptance and feeling of our felt sense. What it means to be in our body. Um, journaling, taking what is in our head, in our hearts, and putting it out onto paper, externalizing it. Um, is a fantastic way to um, extract the, the information for us to then, um, yeah, define actions, define meaning, um, and allow it to be that springboard into a new identity, a new version mm-hmm. of ourselves. Um, as you were describing, you know, we have um, this identification in how we perceive the world, in our reality. And that's really an identification with our ego self, our small Mm -hmm. self. And the taking of the psychedelic allows for us to expand our aperture and see um, so much further than um, just, I am this this version of Nate that does these things. And 60 to 70% of my thoughts are the same throughout the the entire day or 60, I I experienced 60 to 70,000 thoughts um, throughout the day. And 90% of those are exactly the same, which reinforces this old identity. So the psychedelic gives us this pattern interrupt. Mm. And these lessons within the pattern interrupt that then give us the opportunity to pull all of that information and create the new identity in our, in our waking life, in our ego, our small self, pulled from the higher self is been in my experience.
0: It's, with, with all of this understanding that you have, and I imagine other people have of these medicines, why is it still so taboo? And will it become something mainstream? Uh to answer your
1: second <laughs> second question, I hope. Yeah.
0: I just lost it. It's probably my
1: fault. Wake is a-
0: I'm back. I lost You're you back. for a second. I'm sorry. All good.
1: No worries. Yeah, so to answer your question, this this
0: Here
1: again. Um, again can you hear me now
0: I got you keep going
1: yeah you got me okay yeah in the summer of love the Vietnam War is going on um, Nixon is president and um, he and the Nixon administration saw this as a um, what we were talking about, you know, it creates divergent thinking. It creates people who don't want to assume the status quo, um, assume the, the mainstream. And in that time, that meant to a large degree, the opposition to the Vietnam War and a lot of the, um, you know, foreign policy that was happening at the time. So um, instead of, you know, making um, being a hippie, being black, being a minority, being, you know, a person within the um, the counterculture illegal. What they did was they made heroin, they made peyote, they made cannabis, LSD, psilocybin. Um, they made those illegal. And that created the, the war on drugs and mm. an entire industry around, you know, incarceration um around enforcement and um they
0: stimulated the economy
1: (laughs) they did they they did a really amazing job at um ruining people's lives and extracting their life force to um Mm. yeah to stimulate the economy essentially and in doing make up
0: for their debt pay their debt yeah it's sad
1: it is um draconian it mm-hmm. is i don't believe that people are evil i do believe that there are evil actions that mm-hmm. come out of ignorance that come out of fear and this is one of those that has caused um, so much societal trauma so so much societal um, disintegration and fracturing um, from what could if done intentionally have done with awareness Mm -hmm. created so much healing created so much um, you know new learning about who we are as individuals how we um, have the capacity to heal innately and with these medicines Um, and ultimately that is not in the interests of the power Mm -hmm. structure to give people sovereignty over their own healing Um, and that is also a a sad aspect of all of this is that um the system feeds on disempowerment and makes it ever more important for us to to take that sovereignty back to take that ownership and awareness back into our own hands and create the healing in our own lives
0: so then the, the question is and, and my uh I don't have a stance on this but my observations because I like to question everything and I like to question motives a lot especially when there's big things on the line like at some point a bunch of guys in suits are sitting around a table and saying we have this problem how do we solve it and I'm sure right I imagine also I'm I'm pretty sure cuz I would do this I'd weigh the options I'd weigh the uh uh, the consequences of action and inaction, right? What if we do nothing? What if we don't uh, start a war on drugs? <laughs> what would happen then? What if we do, what would happen then? And yes, either way, things will change. Um, you, you get too many people to be against the grain, you're going to have a different type of government, right? Right. Um, and if uh we entrust our government to maintain the constitution and bill of rights and uh support the people then a lot of those people need to be sheep that's 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 the sad truth of it Um, and it's unfortunate because it causes a lot of suffering and pain and i'm i'm wondering if there's a possibility of having free thinking for everyone (laughs) and uh democracy that is
1: a a beautiful thought experiment um to come back to to where you started within the logic of this Mm -hmm. um that these people are doing taking these actions and weighing the consequences Mm -hmm. uh, that's a very benevolent assumption to make gabor mate it's a um, possibility it's a possibility yeah for
0: sure and it's interesting to explore
1: and we have a tendency to get, um, the, the most wounded and ego-driven among us to these positions of power. Um, and that creates its own um, problems within our policy and within our political structure that is very hierarchical, mm-hmm. um, unegalitarian, um, and you know ultimately takes advantage of the fact that we are these um, nuclear units rather than we are a cohesive community that is able to come together and um, really you know fight for the change that fits our needs rather than mm-hmm. the change that meets the power structure's needs and that drives the global financial system.
0: Mm-hmm. I imagine that if people and... There's extremes here. There's, you know, let's say no one ever does psychedelics again or, or utilizes that. You know, what would happen? Where would we end up um, with so much suppression of trauma and so much um, di- dilution of our environment, of our reality, right? To essentially create a unified reality, right? Um, there's one extreme, and the other extreme is, um, and I imagine just a bunch of uh, Mr. Smiths, right, from from The Matrix. Um, and then on the other side is um, total um, dissolving of that that unified reality, um, where in which you recognize that you become one with every other living thing around you, right? You you're all part of this bigger thing, um, and you can do things for you and you can do things for the, the greater good. Um, is that a better form of, of democracy in, in a way? Or of society, right? Is that a better form of, li- of living and, so- and society?
1: It's a great question. And in, in thinking and <laughs> in engaging in that thought experiment as well um, with the initial premise, of, you know people never doing psychedelics again mm-hmm. um, that happened back in you know 1969 mm-hmm. um, they made LSD a schedule one um, substance and Stanislav Grof who had been using it to um, help people um, cope with trauma help people process their trauma developed holotropic breathwork so in um, the you know creation of um, you know Illegality and making things illegal criminalization mm. we get in- innovation in yes. consciousness and I believe in that with my whole heart and to extend that out um, Though it does make it more challenging for us to facilitate and have these different tools mm-hmm. to create our healing I think ultimately what we are moving towards is um, an unstoppable new awareness Um towards the fact that we are this blip within source consciousness, that we all just are this one drop in the ocean of universal, um, unconditional love. And so within that, we can either move towards that with more resistance or move towards that with less resistance and the kind of um, community and the kind of, um, you know, dark night of the soul that we are in collectively Mm I, I feel, um, I imagine, I imagine is creating a a fracturing of people in a much quicker way towards Mm -hmm. those who see this potential and those who are so scared of the potential or those who have no awareness and are wrapped into Mm -hmm. the fear that is being created in the absence of this potential. Mm.
0: I wonder how much, um, in in all that we do to, um, to dance with our fears, right? To get ourselves uncomfortable and to, Um, engage in psychedelic experiences and do the work right to essentially stand up next to our fears and learn how to how to tame them Um, do we do we create other uh, do we create essentially other blips other traumas Um, there's there's a dichotomy to to everything and I, I'm sure, and, and I'm sure you can expand on this in your teaching with people in your course. Um, but um, for people listening who are curious about the psychedelic experience and curious about what it, what power it has, and what it can do, um, could you expand on the dichotomy of the effects and what happens and what could happen um, if there are, you know, negative attributes that you're um, you. Become aware of and work through.
1: Hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and you know, as I have been, you know, pushing these need to be engaged with, with intention and with awareness. And part of that awareness is knowing your history of, um, of mental illness. In um, you know, epigenetically, we can express different aspects. Of ourself at the cellular level based on our experiences our experiential life and um, in taking psychedelics if we are predisposed to um, you know we we have all of these conditions that we ascribe like bipolar disorder um, manic depression Mm. um, PTSD um, and um, within that, if you have a predisposition to um, a psychotic disorder, having taking a substance that's going to further disconnect you from reality can create a deeper wound, a deeper trauma, and a deeper fracturing from mm. your reality and worsen um, what is your experience already. Um, so engaging with intention and also um, if you are already seeing a mental health professional consult with them before you take any of these substances. Um, and if you are on a substance like, um, what is it? Lithium, mm. um, lithium bicarbonate has, that's for, the... that's for bipolar
0: disorder for generally. Correct.
1: Right? Yeah. That's for bipolar. Um, it's used mm. less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that it is still um, in practice, um, for bipolar disorder, it can lower the seizure threshold, and um, can create, um, yeah, the can can put you into mm. a coma. Um, so, knowing the
0: um, interactions are important. Interactions,
1: right? contraindications. Sorry
0: um, for so finishing your sentence.
1: Absolutely, it's all I just,
0: good. I, ha- I was having the same thought. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, and that's that's Dude, that is so. Um, that is a really valuable suggestion for people because um, I imagine most people's first experience with these things will be street drugs uh, because it's, it's not legal. Uh, technically, you can get it. You can get things uh, online through, you know, shady Canadian websites and whatnot. It's
1: Canadians. <laughs>
0: Um, but usually it's from a guy who knows a guy <laughs> and you don't know what's in it. And also you're not really in that, like you said, you, the set of what you, what you could be to get the results that you're really looking for. Cause that I'm sure there's some curiosity, like the first time you, you heard like your buddy could get mushrooms and, and you're like, Oh, re- what's, what's going to happen? What am I going to see? Um you're unaware of the fact that you need to be in a great or an intentional mindset and with the right setting going into that. Um, generally, and I even heard this in college, like it's good to do it with someone who's not doing it um, t- as, so they can essentially keep you safe, guide you through the process, whatever that means. Um, and, and having having the understanding though that, um, Set and setting is really important. Um, And that also means you can consult your doctor. Um, If you're not in the right mindset or mind state at the time, um, then don't do it. (laughs) Right? Mm. It's not the right time. Like, find the right time to do it.
1: If you feel like you're forcing it, if you feel like you're really, like, if it's coming from an ego place of wanting to have this experience for the sake of having it, that's a good. Sign that pull back. It's time yeah. to wait. It's time to sit with what the intention is, what you're moving into, and is driving you to have that experience. Mm-hmm. And in each of my, even when I sit with a microdose, um, I check in with my intuition and a really great um, intuition practice that I learned from the book. Um, Spirit Hacking by Shaman Durek. If you want to learn more about shamanism in a really practical way um, and how to integrate practical aspects of shamanism in your life, um, check that book out. Amazing Mm. book. Um, And you can say, um, like, sit, close your eyes, and take a deep breath. And say, body, show me what a yes feels like. And I got this pulse from my sacral chakra all the way up to my throat. And then again, deep breath. Body, show me what a no feels like. Mm. And I found um, this circular, like hollow energy right down by my root chakra.
0: Interesting.
1: And I can say, body, is it in my highest interest? to take five grams of mushrooms today it's not
0: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and uh, imagine uh be i love that practice um and it and and it's really cool when you experience that and you see patterns as well um when you said that and i I closed my eyes took a breath and i felt a similar yes and my no it was was like a dampening of my face down my chest Mm -hmm. um and it felt like energy was dropping um i uh i'm in tune with my sensations in my body though um because i'm down regulated (laughs) um when we when you try that, and you're not you're upregulated, you're going to feel different things every time stress, emotions, stressful emotions come up and um, uncertainty and what can you do then?
1: I think (laughs) before you even take a single psychedelic, learn how to breathe. Mm. And in the story work coaching modality that we both practice, um, the breath is low and slow. So a down regulatory breath is typically in through the nose, deep into the belly, filling up from the belly to the chest, all the way up, and then long and slow out. And doing that, learning how to breathe. And typically it's a slow nasal breath deep into the belly and the slower, the better out. And you can slow down your breath and really get into the parasympathetic, the rest and digest state, and create a tuned in place in your body, merely through breath. And that is going to be a huge benefit, both as you go into the space of being in the psychedelic, as you come up, Mm -hmm. as you sit with all of the intense energy that's coming through you, through this, you know, widened aperture, And as you come down and as you process, as things come up, as challenging emotions, as challenging, um, energies come up into your body, you know, from, that have been repressed, um, Mm. for processing, learning to come back to that down-regulating breath is an amazing process to create the, um, parasympathetic priming the Mm. um calming sensation of being out of your head being in your body and being present with what is happening um in the in the emotional body in the the felt sense Mm -hmm. in your energetic bodies so yeah breath is huge uh
0: I, i you can you can pitch your your course when we when we finish this up and describe it a little bit more and i'm I'm imagining those are the things that you'll get to experience is the story work the breath work learning how to manage the state create the set and then you can begin to uh layer in the the, the those next steps i want to ask a few uh we'll call them rapid fire questions just fast things um psychedelics in terms of healing neurological damage neurological issues i read recently about a uh, an event that occurred with like a with a 15 or so year old girl that had um head trauma and it caused her to have um difficulty sleeping um or meaning she would she would sleep too much right had a lot of trouble with um staying awake or staying active for too long, Um, as well as issues with memory um, and disorientation and signs of uh, anxiety and depressive disorder and things like that. Um, And then doing a a dose of LSD and suddenly having no, none of those symptoms. What's your, what's your belief or understanding on that? So scientifically,
1: um, the serotonergic psychedelics, LSD and psilocybin create, um, stimulate BDNF, brain derived neurotrophic Mm. factor in the brain. And that increases like, you know, the transmission of energy through new pathways and forms, strengthens weak linkages within the brain. Mm. And so even just taking small doses, Um, can help to um, facilitate the creation of um, stimulation of BDNF Mm. and the creation of glutamate, which is this really important amino acid that is responsible for information processing, learning, increasing neuroplasticity,
0: um,
1: Mm. and, you know, aiding our ability to take in knowledge as well as to assimilate um, new things.
0: Mm -hmm. That's... i'm really happy you had that answer um and specifically that answer i didn't know that that's really cool and uh for anyone listening bdnf can also be um produced um through exercise and play simply just in doing doing playful things right um engaging in something that's non-competitive play um, or you know moderate to high intensity exercise
1: and cold exposure and heat cold exposure, exposure heat you. exposure yeah Hormesis, yeah uh
0: t- so if you're struggling with things like memory focus things like that in, in introduce these things into your life and they'll these they'll you'll start to see improvement um and next question um i've got 10 grams of mushrooms what should i do
1: <laughs> what is your <laughs> yes saying when you ask your body how many grams of (laughs) mushrooms
0: five or ten grams It's not going to be 10 in a row it seems like a lot to eat (laughs) all right
1: so so yeah i um i can invite you to consider different options and one is um one heroic dose and with that um to integrate that, give yourself some space from the heroic dose and then um, start a microdosing Mm. regime. You can even join my uh, 12-week program if you wish. Mm. Um, And that will um, give you both the the peak experience of going deep into the space that you can then anchor into through the microdoses of that little, that tiny, um, you know, introduction into that space while you're still um, processing aspects of your regular life you know raising a child connecting with your partner um, Mm. building your business and doing that from a heart-centered place as a leader um, as you know someone who is coming from a trauma-informed aware awakened um you know wanting to spread your gifts um, in order to heal the world from the, for the greatest good.
0: Beautiful. So you recommend, um, to get the best use out of that scenario, that volume. Um, That is an option. I'm not recommending
1: that. I'm I am, (laughs) um, you know, agnostic on how you use it. Mm. And that is something to consider that, you know, you can use it in this deep way in the depth and in the breadth Mm. in different Mm. ways and to play around with it um, in how that might best suit your your needs in terms of Mm. what is happening externally in your life
0: so if i can summarize everything we've talked about today um, the use of these things are completely subjective in how you both desire it right in your life or no notice it acknowledge it in your life and how you um, utilize it um, and the, the, the important factors to consider are um, intention, right? What it is you're aiming at, um, what the outcomes are that you're looking for, um, and then the set and setting, right? With uh, under set, right? Understanding yourself, are you physically, emotionally ready for this? Psych- uh, psychologically ready as well. And then the setting, um, is your environment one of low stress? Right. So, you know, you're not gonna be in a place where your kids are screaming at you or you're uh um you have to go somewhere, right? You give yourself both space and and sp- space in here and space out there. Um or is would you add anything to that? Add anything to what we could summarize Absolutely. this with?
1: Yeah, that that is Um, The 1% that we discussed, Mm -hmm. the (laughs) next is the 99% of integration. You know, having tapped into this expanded um, state of awareness, what are you then bringing back into your day-to-day life that you are taking action on, that you are changing how you show up, um, you know, as a parent, as a partner, as a son, as a daughter, um, with the people that you love, with the people that you have one interaction with and will never encounter um, with how you grow your business sustainably. Um, 99% of the work is done outside of the container of being in the plant medicine space.
0: And that's, um, that any anything you'll find education wise or how how much education is this really, it's, it's just so fast. Um, anything you'll find, I, I watched a lot of YouTube videos early on when I was, Planning to microdose LSD. Um, and what I found is that when uh, people described their experience with it, um, there were very little um, known, recognizable effects. And it was things that they noticed six months later, a year later, three years later. Um, when you encounter something and you're like, wait a minute, this used to. Do this, and now I'm acting this way. It's strange, um, and I can share a similar experience to that. Months after um, doing this, starting, stopping, um, I noticed myself putting putting myself into uh, places that I usually wouldn't like, uncomfortable places. And I'm putting myself out there, being more uh, inquisitive and social, which was. Uh, diff- strange for me, um, reaching out to, uh, to people and uh, not really feeling the burden of um, giving a shit, really, like mm. what people think. It was more like, I now can, I can do this. Like that came into my head. Um, what I was um, experiencing at the time was self-doubt and, and imposter syndrome, lack of confidence, in addition to the uh, the diagnosable stuff, the depression and the anxiety and such, um, I did not take in my mental state to consideration. Um, luckily, I came out unscathed, um, and I started seeing opportunities everywhere, and that led me down a path of really um, d- doing a lot of a lot of things, a lot of learning, and a lot of self personal development. Um, so it was definitely the, the the fact that what I noticed is this opened a doorway, and then I got to choose to walk through that doorway um, because I recognized that I had the choice to walk through that doorway. It wasn't – I didn't need the permission, you know what I mean? Um, this has been really, really informative, man, and fun. And, uh, you know, we got really uh, deep into the thoughts, um, into – Hypothetical situations, which I love. I love pondering possibilities, and um, you know, it helps you understand a little more of your purpose. Um, and also, this I love that you have the scientific explanation of things. That's really um, I find it really valuable. And then being able to make it practical, like something you can put in your hands and and now understand. Like I know what to do with this, and instead of um, you know, how much should I take? What should I do? Is it? How am I going to feel? Um, could you walk us through your, uh, walk us through what you do, man, with your, your program, um, and how people can, uh, can get into it and find you or find you and get into it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for this opportunity to, to speak on this work that has been the culmination of the, the last, um, well, practically the last four months, but ultimately, you know, all of my life building towards launching this beta program, um, and, A lot of what we have talked about is integrated into um, what we will be doing in um, learning how to um, set your space, create your own internal awareness for the amount that you're ready to do, um, testing your substance to make sure that you are taking what it is in fact that you think you're taking, Mm. um, and creating the the internal um, mindset and setting um for the experience and within this increased um space of neuroplasticity and of openness that you just described in you know your increased ability to take responsibility and inspired Mm -hmm. action to be the leader in your own life to be the victor um, mm-hmm. rather than um, the, the person who has the victim mentality, the person who has the imposter syndrome, um, using this um, medicine as a tool to set our goals, create our vision, and allow um, this expanded um, state of awareness to then move us um, week by week through these 12 weeks into, Um, This new identity and week to week, there are different aspects of integrating um, facets of ourselves, like the ego, the inner critic, um, the inner child um, and doing this healing work in a group setting in there'll be a weekly medicine circle, as well as a um, weekly breath circle in which Um, We do some different kinds of breath work each week that can be used as a tool. And then the ability to um, integrate new things in your life, these catalyzing habits that then feed your ability to show up in new, expansive, um, more heart-opened ways in your relationships with others and yourself.
0: It, it sounds like a beautiful experience. (laughs) Um, you said it's 12 weeks. What can people expect or, um, what would, what will people know or have when they're finished?
1: the way that you show up with the intention with the the vision um, and the energy that you are coming into this with um it will be a magnification of that energy it will be um seeing the the ways that you may have wanted to move through a painful divorce or seeing Mm -hmm. the ways that you're triggered in different ways through previous experiences, it will be first the awareness and through that awareness, through Mm -hmm. the healing, through the processing and the integration, you will be able to hold more of that, um, resistant Mm -hmm. energy and be able to move that through your body in the different ways that it's showing up and that it may be limiting you at the beginning of the course it will be a compassionate um open awareness that you are able to bring to that energy by the end of it
0: and last one who is who who is it for who would be who would be a gr- a good fit for this
1: this is both for um i' i'm designing it in a way yeah. to make it accessible for people who have never had experience mm-hmm. with microdosing as well as people who have experimented with microdosing through the years, have done big doses, have done small doses and have experimented and may want to see how you know, within a communal container, um, within a tracked, um, you know, optimized way, they can um, use it as a more systematic tool in their lives to facilitate their growth, their awareness, um, their integration and um, yeah, their ability to, to create an empowered life.
0: Mm-hmm. So wh- if, if someone wanted to, to get started, what do, they, what do they do? Where do they go, Nate?
1: Innate.flow, I-N-N-A-T-E, mm. um, flow.co or at innate.flow on Instagram. Um, You can book a discovery call with me, Um, and I'm leading a free masterclass um, next Sunday at, I want to say, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on how to use uh, psychedelics to optimize your life. And there will be a little bit of breath work, there will be a little bit of um, doing the, the intention setting, as well as, you know, going through a lot of the practical aspects of how to do it, Um, How to use these catalyzing habits that we've talked about over the period of two hours, as well as, you know, how to move into the integration, bringing um, this new identity into the world the best way.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, my friend. And uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I'm going to get to we're going to get to hang in in Austin, Texas. And for uh, for five days, it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. And potentially
1: um, do a uh, do a podcast on um, on having sat with these plant medicines in this mm-hmm. expanded aperture state. So mm. I look forward to that opportunity potentially as well if it ends up happening.
0: Yeah, I am I am really excited. I would like to uh, sit down with a few people at this event mm-hmm. um, in a, in some sort of circle or or square, whatever shape we decide, and. Uh, <laughs> and and throw down get get into the the experiences like personal experiences i think that would be really fun yeah. um and there's there's going to be some great people there that can share um True. all kinds of experiences both psychedelic and and not life right? experiences life yeah. experiences business experiences metaphysical experiences yeah, yeah and physical experiences all all the cool stuff um So, yeah, listeners have a ton to look forward to. You got to hear from an awesome guy today and learn about something that's we've been we've been talking about a lot lately, the psychedelics. And uh, uh, we had we had Ryan Sprague on and talk about cannabis. Um, Yeah, brilliant. You guys should work together. You should do something together. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Would love to, Ryan, if you're hearing this, (laughs) get at me.
0: And, uh, and, and you, we got to discuss this, but you can, you may or may not be at the retreat in July that we're hosting, um, up in, up in Summit County, Colorado. I'd love to, I'd love to have you up there. Great. Um, but we'll talk about details of that. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for, thanks for your time and we'll see you soon.
1: Beautiful brother. Thank you for this having was- me on.